Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. Leslie's on vacation, so on today's episode, I talk to Len Testa, the founder of Turing Plans and the co-author of the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. It's a website we've referenced a lot in the past, and I thought it would be great to have him on just to share with our listeners the best ways to use the website and how that website can really help you decrease stress and save time on your vacation, because I know it helps me. Find all the episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, or you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review. Connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, or on Twitter at WDWDeciphered, or like our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. All right, so joining us today is Len Testa, the founder of TouringPlans.com, which is you know a very popular Disney planning website, one that I use regularly and subscribe to. Len, thank you for coming on Disney Decipher today. Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. So Leslie and I were planning on doing an episode just talking about Turing Plans and how you can use your website. For me, it just really enhances my Disney vacations. There's a lot of tools and features that I use to make life easier for myself when I go. Mm-hmm. But since I have you here, I figured might as well just talk to the man himself <laughs> about uh, what are the best ways to use the website. So for people who don't know, what is TouringPlans.com? You know, maybe a short version of how it came about and yeah. Sure. So touringplans.com is a, uh, is a website that helps you plan trips to Disney World, Disneyland, uh, and Universal Studios Florida, as well as the Disney Cruise Line. And the advice that we provide is consumer-oriented and also data-oriented. So by consumer-oriented, I mean if a ride isn't worth your time or a restaurant isn't worth your money, we will tell you exactly that. So we are not afraid to make the Disney gods angry if we need to. By data-focused, I mean that all of the problems that we solve or the the problems that we we tend to solve are ones that we can quantify and solve using computers. So um, if you want to know the fastest way to avoid lines in theme parks, we have written special computer code to do that. So we're very sort of computer science, statistics, and math-based in terms of what we bring to solving those problems. Yeah. And just so people know, Although you should have an honorary PhD in <laughs> Disney World type stuff, yeah. uh, you actually have a master's in computer science, if I'm not mistaken. I do. I have undergraduate and master's degrees in computer science. My master's degree was um, on the math behind minimizing your weight in line at theme parks. Quite a thesis, uh, <laughs> if I might say so, so myself. It's a very, very common problem, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's the same kind of problem that UPS or FedEx faces every day when they're trying to deliver packages. Um, you can also apply to minimizing your weight in line at theme parks. I want to talk just a little bit for listeners about how they can use your website. So let's uh, start with what you said. One thing I love using Turing Plans for is, you know, basically every single ride, uh, every single restaurant, you kind of have ratings and reviews. Mm -hmm. You have things written up, but then you also have data from your users, um, survey data that you've taken. So talk to us a little bit about how people, you know, if they're kind of deciding where to stay, where to eat, what to do, how would you recommend them using your site? Right. So... Any given year, we send uh, somewhere between 150 and 400,000 families to Walt Disney World, and millions of people use our website every year. When they get back from their trips, we ask them to fill out a fairly comprehensive survey that asks them questions on everything from what their rental car experience was to their hotel experience to all the rides they went on and all the restaurants they ate at. Uh, and we compile all of that. So, uh, and we compile it and also present those surveys 
along with our expert opinions on those things. So for restaurants, for example, um, last year, we got 147,000 surveys on Disney restaurants um, just from our from our readers. And to put that in perspective, 147,000 surveys is more than TripAdvisor and Yelp have all time for all the Walt Disney World restaurants combined. That That's how many surveys we get on restaurants. So we're able to say, you know, for example, Victorian Alberts or Gico uh, or Citrico's is one of the top rated restaurants in Walt Disney World according to our readers. The thing that makes us different from sites like TripAdvisor or Yelp is that we'll also pair that reader recommendation or reader survey results with an expert opinion. So our dining critics are trained culinary professionals who will visit these restaurants and write reviews and tell you whether the food that you're getting is what you, you know, what's promised on the menu. So we're, I think we're unique in the fact that we're, we're coupling these expert opinions with the reader survey results. Yeah. And I think, you know, one way to just kind of point out how useful people find your website is the very fact that people are willing to fill out surveys when yeah. they're done. Yeah. And it is, and Len is not joking. It is a fairly comprehensive survey. I think it's like 10 pages long. It's a, it's a, it's a long yeah. survey. But, uh, you but need it, to sit down with a glass of wine to finish that. Yeah. Survey, so. And the funny thing is, like, I mean, it's 10 pages, but people will write us, and I'm not joking here, 20 pages of comments about their trip. We get them all the time. And it's, it's, it's fascinating because you can sort of see the, the mood that they're in. Uh, you know, the, the survey results sort of tell you the, the, you know, the numbers and whatnot. But to really get a sense of how people felt about their trips, it's, it's helpful to read the comments. And that's useful. Right. So yeah, so on, you know, for if you're looking at our website, we've definitely got restaurant, you know, reviews. We've also got ride reviews doing the same thing. So we've got, I think, half a million ride surveys last year. Um, same thing for hotels. So if you're trying to pick out a hotel, we'll, um, we'll not only tell you what we think of it, we'll tell you what other people think of it as well. Yeah. And the two things I really appreciate about your guys pairing the surveys with the quote unquote expert opinions. I'm just kidding. You guys are I, you would, you would it's, If I told you who these people were, you would know their names professionally. <laughs> trust, trust me. Yeah. yeah. So um, yes, no, I'm not actually panning you guys. Yeah. But you know, what I really appreciate is sometimes when you go to websites, like one thing that I've seen a lot with Toy Story Land and um, Leslie and I have talked about this, but you, I felt like a lot of the more negative reviews are from people like without kids. Um, but yeah. what I really love about your guys' website is that you incorporate some of the text from these 20 page surveys that people have written to you guys into your, you know, overall opinion. Yeah. And I think that gives a really nice, cause, cause you cover your blind spots by, you know, I, I like, you know, almost every restaurant or hotel has something from a young family and people kind of explain what circumstances they came to the hotel in. Um, and so that really just kind of helps to make it more clear uh, and make a more well-rounded um, reviews, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I mean, there, there are instances where, like I personally don't agree with either our reader survey numbers or with our, you know, our expert reviews. Like I, I'm not that high up on California grill. I just, I just don't think it's, it's worth the money, but people love it. And our uh, culinary reviewers like it too. So, you know, if I'm writing the review, I will just to make sure that I'm not unduly influencing what's being written. I will include not only those numbers, but, you know, quotes from people who say, you know, the, the sushi was fantastic and the view of the fireworks was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And okay, fair enough. You know, let's, let's get all the opinions in there. I think, I think it's useful to, to give that opinion just to make, or to give those quotes, just so people know that we're covering to, to your point, we're covering all the bases that, you know, we may say one thing, but if people are saying another thing, it's also good to hear that opinion too. 
Right. And by the way, just say Gordon Ramsay. We all know. <laughs> totally not. <laughs> also not Guy Fieri. <laughs> well, if it was, uh, all right, you know, you what? know I'm not going to Do you read Pete Wells in the New York Times? But I would love, if I could ever write like Pete Wells, I would be the happiest dude on the planet. I think that, would, I think he is the, he's the, the best culinary reviewer in the United States right now. Well, you got to go get him. I know, right? So like, can, uh, Pete, come to, Pete, come to Disney World. <laughs> Let me buy you some food. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of other features of your website that can be used uh, without a subscription, what are you know some of the things you recommend? The touring plans actually can be done without a uh, subscription. So, uh, so a touring plan is a is a step by step itinerary that tells you the order in which you should ride the rides in Disney World to minimize your wait in line. If you sign up on our website using a free basic account. You can use the touring plan stuff for free. You can create a touring plan for any park for any day, put in whatever ride you want, uh, put in any meals or breaks you have, uh, click a button, and we will optimize it for you so that you don't have to wait very long in line. And if you download our app, again, also free, sign into the app, you'll see your touring plan, and you can walk around the park and get updates on it as you're walking around the park, and that's also free. So I haven't had a free basic subscription for a while. I know that you know one thing that really helped me is um you guys have kind of templates so you know you'll have like two day yeah. magic kingdom with young kids or right. you'll have one night at epcot adults only um are those available to basic subscribers or is that only um for paid subscriptions because i can't remember honestly. those are those are paid and the reason is is most of those appear in the unofficial guidebook so there's some there's some overlap there with um intellectual property that we can't give away but if you wanted to borrow the book from your library and type in those attractions into the touring plans, I'm absolutely fine with that. Yes, support your local libraries. Exactly. The other thing that's free is, uh, have you seen the least expensive ticket calculator? Yes, and then uh, it also has links to, it'll farm out links to the sites where you can get them. Yeah, is that correct? it is, actually. So uh, so again, we, um, we, don't, we have no affiliates. We don't accept advertising on the site. We don't get any money from any of those links. It's a public service um, that we provide. It's part of the public good that uh, that we establish for the Disney community. And what it does is it tells you where to buy the least expensive tickets for whatever you want to do in, in Walt Disney World. So it knows all about like loopholes around when to buy uh, a single day water park ticket versus, you know, adding on the water park add-on to your ticket and so on. And it'll tell you like if there's two different places, one of which sells the cheapest adult tickets, the other one sells the cheapest child tickets. It will tell you what those two places are. Uh, it includes all shipping and, and tax, it's meant to be sort of the the final word on where to get the best deals. Did I ever share the story of how this came about? No. <laughs> We're, this is back before Magic Your Way, right? So remember back before Magic Your Way, Disney had literally hundreds of different tech, ticket options, right? I mean, just it, it, I think it was like 220 different ticket options. And so Bob Selinger emailed me one day. He's like, uh, you know, can you do three bullet points in the unofficial guide? that tell people where, what tickets to buy and where to buy them to get the best deal. And so I work on it for like a week. And, and I come back to Bob, I'm like, not only, not only is it not, not doable in three bullet points, it's not doable in like 50 bullet points. You, you, we need to write some code. You get a second master's. So it's, it's, it's funny. It's actually, it's an, it's an engineering problem. Uh, it's, it's an operations research problem called the knapsack problem. Are you familiar with it? Uh, no, okay. I'm not. Have you seen the... I the like every time I talk to you, I learn a new uh, engineer. <laughs> All right. Problem. So this is how we explain it. Uh, so the, 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 the goal of a knapsack problem is to... Uh, your knapsack... You, know, you have a backpack. It can only fit 
a certain number of things, what's the most valuable set of things that you can put in your backpack. Have you ever seen the game Supermarket Sweeps, the TV show? Yep. Okay. So where, where people are running around with a shopping cart, they've got 60 seconds in a uh, in a store and they're trying to put as much- I get the top value, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're putting steak, not marshmallows in your um, shopping cart, right? So it's exactly the same problem. In, in our case, it's like, you know, I'm willing to buy up to five tickets, put a number of, you know, limit of five. What's the the cheapest combination of five tickets that I could buy that does everything that I want to do in Walt Disney World? So we ask you like, how many days are you visiting the parks? Are you park hopping? Are you visiting the water parks and so on? Um, but it's a knapsack problem and that's how we solve it. So it's a, there's actually some fairly sophisticated engineering going on in the background to solve that problem. But we go out and look at like not only Disney's prices, but the prices of all the major third-party wholesalers who sell official Disney tickets as well. Um, and each of them compete on price as well. So there are, I, there are definitely instances where you can buy a ticket for literally five cents more than the, than the ticket vendors are getting them. The, the prices are that cutthroat sometimes. Yeah, no, I've noticed that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I think um, I think everyone knows that in terms of Disney World tickets, your savings are not going to like blow your mind. But you know, it's always like sometimes it's just single digit dollars between the differences. But it's great to yeah. know those options. It depends on the ticket. So, like, you know, for a one day ticket, a two day ticket, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to save anything. But like, start looking at five or six day tickets with some of the add ons. I mean, you could save twenty thirty dollars per person. You know, family of four, that's eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars. It's enough for a meal somewhere. Well, maybe half a meal at Disney World. Yeah, depending exactly. on where you go. The um the other the other thing that we have on the site that's free is have you seen the hotel room photos? Yes, love those. And this is another Bob story. So we're um the last year that I answered all of my own email was like 2011, and I got 16,000 emails that year. So 40 something emails a day that I was answering, and a lot of them were questions around what the best hotel room was at a particular resort. So Bob and I are sitting around Pop Century one day. We're like, so I'm answering, you know, I answered these emails. Bob is answering the same number of emails as I am. And we're sitting around going, yeah, this isn't sustainable. Like we can't, we can't answer 16,000 emails each a year. We've, we've got to automate this. We've got to build a tool. So we asked our photographer how long it would take to photograph like one entire building of Pop Century. And it turns out it's less than an hour uh, to do it. So we, uh, over the course of about a year, we took photos of the view you get from every hotel room in Walt Disney World. And then we mapped that to things like the walking distance to the lobby, walking distance to transportation, how quiet the room is, you know, what floor it's on and so on. And then we built maps of every, every building in every Disney hotel um, that shows you exactly where the room is located so that you can search. Like you can say, for example, okay, I've got a you know, standard view room at... Port Orleans Riverside, show me all those rooms. And then you can um, see the view you get from any one of them. And if you wanted to, you could actually uh, send a request in for that specific room to, to Disney as well. And that is moving into subscription territory, am I correct? Yeah, you can see the rooms for free, obviously. Uh, and we'll actually give you the text. We'll actually give you the words to use um, with Disney. So if you wanted to use like faxzero.com to create your own fax and send it to Disney, if you wanted to cut and paste it into an email or um, into Disney's website, go ahead and do that. Um, if you want us to send the fax, and it is actually literally a paper fax, we're happy to do it, but that takes a subscription. And the reason is, is it costs us a dollar to send the fax. So, you know, and I should say upfront that, like I said, I've been a subscriber for a while and subscriptions to me are fairly inexpensive. I think online they're advertised at twelve ninety five, but I'll just say, read the fine print and uh, you can do better than that. Yeah. I think it's, it's $14.95 these days, but uh, but yeah, you can. Uh, there are definitely discounts available. Yeah. So what are um, other benefits people get with a subscription? Um, so you get that, you get 
obviously the the access to all of the the pre-made touring plans that we have. So we've got more than 140 of those. Um, everything from like half a day in the Magic Kingdom to you know two days in the Magic Kingdom. Those are broken out by age group. So if you've got um, small children, we will tell you what the best or the highest rated rides are for small children. And for those, literally, for most of those, you can literally just print those out the day before you're leaving, follow the steps, and, and generally have a great time. We'll tell you when to get fast passes. We'll tell you where to get fast passes at and so on. That's part of that. You can also use our app with a subscription. So the app will show you um, not only the posted wait time at the rides, but the actual wait time at the rides because those are often very different. And uh, we'll also tell you on the app based on what we currently see in the parks, whether you should ride a ride now or whether you should wait. And if we're telling you to wait, we'll tell you when you should come back to. We mentioned the fax thing. I think that's I think that's it. I don't think I'm missing anything else. Yeah, so I think it's pretty great. And honestly, with the fax thing, you know, sometimes that just pays for itself. I have a random question for you sure. related to the faxing. Although I did not fax in my last day, I was technically in a standard room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking at your the map on your website and also looking out my window, you know, I, there was definitely animals outside. I was, it's, it seemed like I was on some kind of secondary sub-savanna, even though it was technically a standard room. Is that normal at Animal Kingdom Lodge that, like, savanna view rooms are not the only ones with views of savannas? Yeah, so that's that was one of the inspirations for doing the, the unofficial guide, you know, best rooms thing. There were... The way that Disney classifies the room is this. If you if you hold your, your hands up to your eyes so that it's functioning like blinders, like you're looking down a tube, um, whatever you see looking straight out the window is the view you get, is the view that Disney calls it. So if the view straight out of your window is technically you know garden or standard view, but if you turn your head, you can see the savanna, Disney doesn't care. It's It's still a standard view room. And... There are plenty of rooms like that. There are rooms at the Poly, for example, that have sideways views of the Magic Kingdom, but you know, all you got to do is, is turn your head halfway and you see the fireworks. But they're, they're still classified as you know, standard view rooms or garden view rooms. Um, so one of the things that we originally did for the book was walk through all 25,000 Disney hotel rooms trying to figure out which ones are sort of have a, have a better view than the category suggests. And that's what led to this, to this project. Yeah, and I, you know, what you can do is um, if you click on, I think it's the terminology uses touring plans picks. Yep. Is it? And then you search for, you know, standard room, two queen beds, whatever. Uh, it'll highlight, you know, those kind of best rooms and it'll tell you why too, which is yeah. um, very useful. And have you added, I think uh, I saw some user photos as well last time I was yeah. so, looking around. So one of the things we ask our users to do as well is to send us photos of the view they get from, from their room. Because when we, when we did this, you know, it's easy to get all of the value resorts, all the moderate resorts, all the campground stuff. But there were a lot of, I mean, there were many deluxe rooms that we simply couldn't get into because there were people in there. And what we've asked our users to do is we, we said this, look, we took the first 30,000 photos, but as you check into your hotel room, just send us, take a quick photo on your cell phone and email us the photo with the room number that you're at and we'll add it to the database. And the great thing about that is, is we're, we're probably getting five a day from users. And I think we've actually got, I think we're at like 95% coverage right now. Like there might be a couple of stray rooms that we don't have, have coverage on right, uh, right now. But I think for most rooms that you click on, someone somewhere has, has sent in the actual room photo 
of it. And that's fantastic. That's just our community, you know, giving back to each other. The funny thing is, is if you, but if you want to know what the good rooms are, you just look for the ones where um, there are tons of user photos. Have I told you this story? Huh. No, oh. but that makes total sense. <laughs> so, so there's this room at the Contemporary, and I'm not going to mention the room number because you'll learn why, but there's this room at the Contemporary that is not a theme park view room, but has a view of the theme park. And what we discovered was this. I, somebody sent in a hotel room photo for this room and I went to load it and you know, it's, it's numbered, right? So the first photo is number one. The second photo is number two. This was photo number, number 19. And I'm thinking to myself, how is it that we've, we've got 19 photos from 19 separate families for this one hotel room. And what it turned out was somebody who in our online community had discovered this particular room, um, had a theme park view, but wasn't being charged for theme park view. And they started in the online community telling other friends, right? So others of our users would book this room for their own vacation and send us in the same photo. So it, 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 through word of mouth uh, in the community, it turned out that, uh, that people were passing down the stories of this room and how to request it and how to get it. And we ended up with 19, probably have like 25 photos right now. So the more photos, the more popular the room is. Those gems are out there. Those it's true. Are out that's true. That's the, it's the easy way. If you, that's how you, you tell if you've, uh, you've stumbled onto a, uh, to a good room is if there are uh, more than a dozen user photos of it, then it's special. All right. So I don't want to keep you any longer, but before we get out of here, why don't you tell people where they can find you, your website, and tell us a little bit about the unofficial guide before you go. All right. Uh, so our website is touringplans.com. You can find me at uh, email, len at touringplans.com. On Twitter, I am at lentesta, and touringplans is at touring plans the unofficial guide you can find it on amazon it's the unofficial guide to walt disney world you can also find it in any local bookstore of any repute so if they've got anything in a travel section they probably have an unofficial guide there and i will say for those of you who like hard copy versions of things basically the unofficial guide i mean it comes out every year Mm. um but it's basically the hard copy version of everything they have on the website if you like electronic books they update it Every month. You, know, you get free updates with it. Every right? month, yeah. But if you like that feel of paper in your hands, um, you know, I highly recommend buying a copy or going to your local library of the unofficial guide. Awesome. So that's all the time we have here for Len on Disney Deciphered. But if you enjoyed hearing him talk, I actually have another interview with him about 45 minutes long on my other podcast, The Saverosity Observation Deck. So you can go look for that anywhere you find podcasts that you love. All right, Len, thanks again so much for taking the time. Thanks, Joe. All right, and I just want to finish up here with one quick edition of our Disney Do's and Don'ts segment. I will leave you with a very short Disney Do that is actually time-sensitive from now until August 31st. If you call one eight seven 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 mickey that's one eight seven 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 M I C K E Y. you can have your kids have the chance to say goodnight to Mickey. There's a nice, cute, sweet little message from Mickey uh, saying goodnight. So especially if you have younger kids, uh, you might want to check that out. All right, that's it from here. We will see you on the next episode of Disney Decipher. Thanks, everyone.